Thank you for supporting To Emerge. Today we are sharing an interview by the Twin Cities Collective podcast of our host, Becca Erickson. Tune in as she shares the story behind our sponsor, Emerge Mothers Academy. Hey everyone, welcome to the Twin Cities Collective podcast. My name is John Redfield and today I have a very special guest, Becca Erickson from Emerge Mothers Academy. Welcome. Hey, thanks hey. Jenna. So Becca works here uh, with us, so that's why I know her for so well, but uh so, Becca, explain a little bit more about Emerge. Uh, this month, we're talking all about uh, nonprofits and charities and giving back. So, can you talk a little bit more about what you do? Absolutely. So, Emerge Mothers Academy is a Twin Cities charity. We're a public charity classified as a 501c3 with the IRS. Those are all the interesting <laughs> yeah. things, right? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> So it's for all my uh, IRS geeks. Um, but we are a social service providing uh, wraparound services for single moms in all the ways that the county either can't intervene or in special, deep, holistic ways mm-hmm. that moms um, who have experienced either a husband or partner through death, deportation, incarceration, divorce. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that women become single moms. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just need an extra level of support that the county can never mm-hmm. just see through yeah. their walls. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so we just believe so much in equipping the mom as a parent, but then also as a woman. Yeah. You know, we, we hold these tensions as moms of balancing being confident as a woman and not mm-hmm. completely giving ourselves over to just being a sloppy, caring mom who gives the kids everything. Mm-hmm. And also not being so overly confident and professional and businessy that we forget to be a really delicate, caring, tender mom mm-hmm. to our kids. Yeah. So it's it's holding the tension and teaching them that even though you've lost your co-parent or your parenting partner, you can still hold both roles mm-hmm. really well for your kid. Yeah. So they can see that you're a confident woman, but you're a caring mom too. Mm-hmm. So how did you start Emerge? or how, What was the background of that? Yeah, I was raised by a single mom in rural Minnesota. And um, I saw her heart as a registered nurse for people. And just she did the best that she could with three of us. Uh, but we largely raised ourselves <laughs> in the 80s. Um, and I was the only girl in the entire mm. neighborhood. So it was a lot of kick the can with a bunch of boys. And I just, you know grew up kind of raising myself and that was fine um went to college met a guy and then sadly the same story repeated itself so in the same way that my dad had left my family when I was very young um my first husband left me and my baby Mm. and um you know he through infidelity and betrayal just chose to divorce us and it was me and her and after really doing a lot of repair work, a lot of therapy, a lot of just healing, getting better, leaning into my church community, getting a lot of help from friends, I realized, man, more women should probably have this kind of a network and kind of this support system yeah. where even if you're quote unquote functional and you have a master's and you're, mm-hmm. you know, privileged, like we still struggle through emotions that all human beings have. Mm-hmm. Now you compound some of that with impoverished, you know, impoverished yeah. mindset or you don't have a car or you've never had a job. I'm like, I can't imagine what Mm -hmm. some of these women need for support. Mm -hmm. And I look around at at the kind of support that I had and the way my mom got through and how I got through. And I'm like, goodness, Mm -hmm. these women have even more obstacles. We should probably do something about this. At the same time, my mom was kind of getting like a a twinge on her heart to do something for women too, Mm -hmm. having spent... I mean, at that point, three decades as a nurse, she was like, we really should do something. She had always volunteered at pregnancy centers and wanted Mm -hmm. to house a pregnant woman and 
she's like, let's just, let's put our heads together and see where this could go. And between the two of us co-founding, she had a skill set in, you know, doing the IRS paperwork Mm, and the 1023 application and, you know, looking at all the cross T's and dotted I's. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, goodness sakes, don't give me that stuff. (laughs) I will happily go out and share our stories Mm -hmm. and, you know, try to drum up a donor base. You know, we're privately funded Mm -hmm. and... Um, trying to try to just get enough clients to to prove that this has need, that mm-hmm. there's validity yeah. to what we think our experience was, and that it can kind of go across the community. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. So you, so how did you come up with the name Emerge Mothers Academy? Yeah, I never asked you that. <laughs> you'll actually love this. Um, I know you have a lot of like branding folks and, and <laughs> yeah. cool things. So we had some really good friends who branded for a lot of sports teams and just I think out of the graciousness of their hearts had us over to their beautiful home one day and said like let's brand let's put our heads together and come up with a really good brand for you which is awesome mm-hmm. like wow you got to name the Minnesota Wild and mm, the, wow. you know I was like yeah. ah, yes I will come to <laughs> um, so some of our original founding board uh, my mom and these friends and I sat down and just started like scribbling out words Words that would that would talk so much about not only the safety and the community that we could provide, but beyond that, just a launching pad for these women to experience. Like, you don't get to come here and be coddled and stay forever. You get to come to emerge and and feel cheered on and heal. But mm-hmm. then you gotta go, mm. and you gotta get better. You gotta show your kids a way better life. And so we're writing like equip and empower and all these different (laughs) e words and then i was like you guys out of these words i just see like a rising up like these women just coming together and and looking at their kids and saying like i'm gonna do way better than Mm, what i was doing and and then i just my hands are going up you know and everyone's like emerge you know and we're like okay and there is already an emerge um task for workforce center Mm -hmm. on broad or they're probably not on broadway anymore they moved um, so we were like, well, we have to distinguish ourselves from that emerge. Like we're not just emerge offering work prep. We do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but how are we very unique to the single moms? Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, well, it has to be mothers. Okay, emerge mothers. And then what are they doing? And I was like, well, really, they're coming to learn. They're coming to like mm-hmm. get skills and, and put tools in their toolbox and walk away being like, wow, I just got an education on life. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, well, then like an academy? And we are like, emerge mothers academy yeah let's do that you know it's just sort of around the table unanimously agreed on with about eight to ten of us and we were like okay what's that brand stand for Mm -hmm. you know we just made our biggest four values and what those programs would look like and then over the course of the next three years worked with the moms to organically figure out what those programs should be Mm. yeah so we all had an idea um, and having been a single mom and raised by a single mom, I kind of knew what programs should look like. Um, but when you're with the women and they're telling you like, well, I really wish it was like this, Becca. And then I'm like, well, it can be. You know, so after the first three years, uh, 2012, 13 and 14, we really honed in on exactly mm-hmm. what these women respond to and and where the gap was in the community mm-hmm. already. Yeah. So that we were really providing impactful services that weren't just a duplicate mm-hmm. of something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did you get your initial women that were your, I guess, people that needed you? How did yeah. you find them? And how did you find this group that you were this eight to 10 people that were helping you? How did you like <laughs> network your way? Into sure. This? Um, Many of them I had known previously from prior work. Um, I was, I mean, like, 
the resume is so random. I was an executive for Target Corporation, and then I had done clinical hours as a mental health therapist with mm-hmm. different pregnancy centers and new, just kind of new people in the nonprofit and the for-profit sector, especially Target Corp being mm-hmm. Minneapolis-based. I was like, well, I just draw from relationships mm-hmm. that I yeah. do have. And really, if nothing else, over the last seven years, I've learned to just have a mentality of, well, the worst people can say is no. Mm-hmm. So whether they're being prospected to be on my board or I'm asking them for donations, you know, monetary donations, the worst someone's going to say is no. And yeah. what mm-hmm. what does that do to me? No, <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It doesn't change my life. Mm-hmm. Like we just have a little less funding for one program, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. Yeah. I've just learned that it's not a reflection on me. Yeah. If they say no to being on my yeah. board, it's not on me. Um, you just learn to have thick skin. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, the original group just kind of came out of relationships I knew. Um, and then the original round of moms from 2012 was largely in-home. Mm. So we got referrals from some hospitals, pregnancy centers, and clinics. Um, but then after 2013, we got invited into a K through 12 school mm. in South Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and that school was serving um, families that were going home to 70 percent motherheaded households. Mm. So you think about the amount of time these kids are spending in school and getting this great education, but then what are they going home to? So we just kind of talked about being an extension of the school program to be a really effective. Mm. Um, academy for the moms so the kids were going to yeah. something going home to something great so we did um kind of get our first big group of moms through that school partnership mm-hmm. um and then we realized like wow this is a great model if mm-hmm. you go into places where moms are already going mm-hmm. then you're not asking them to stop at one more place during their yeah. busy day so we were like hmm schools clinics churches what places are moms already going to and we'll just Go to that place and say, hey, we're a mobile social service. We can come to you. We can come to your moms and remove mm-hmm. one transportation barrier or one time barrier and come serve them where they're at. Yeah, And people awesome. have loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, every year we're getting approached by somewhere else that says, do you have enough staff to come yeah. and support our site? And usually we can do once once a week. Yeah. So are you mostly in the Twin Cities area, just kind of rotating places that you yes. go? Yes. Yep. So right. South Minneapolis became kind of that flagship site mm-hmm. at that K-12 through school. Um, and then we eventually got invited into several pregnancy centers, um, doula partnerships, churches. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't, we can't service them all well, um, but we'll mm-hmm. occasionally be able to do like a group class for work preparation. And then it's a three-series mm-hmm. set on professionalism. Yeah. Um, but there are, you know, the same sites that we go to every week that have just consistently yeah. always been partners of ours for five yeah. years. And so you mentioned that you're kind of privately funded. How does that work? How do you survive as a business, yeah. I guess? A lot of people will ask me, um, <laughs> you know, like, how in the world does that happen? Yeah. And I say, well, it's the friends and family program, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you start off in philanthropy just sharing stories and then also we have an annual gala and stories get shared there too where people know they're coming to donate um this year's it's called splurge for emerge and this is going to be the seventh year for the gala it's october 9th um people come ready to give because they know they don't want to see women living on the margins when they know that all they have to do is give a few hundred bucks and that woman's life can be changed Mm -hmm. um so we continue to be privately funded by a lot of those people who know these women's stories. They know my story. They 
They want to be involved in some way. Um, but we also approach a lot of businesses too. And then mm-hmm. this year we got uh, the Allianz Life Grant. We just yeah, got it. So yeah. we're like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> now with um, them being in Minneapolis, their community relations partner out of, gosh, probably a lot of applications mm-hmm. chose us as one wow. of them. And we're just so excited. So we'll be launching more parenting curriculum in financial uh, literacy mm. and helping our women. And that was one of our core values from the get-go was financial independence for yes. these women. And so yeah. we want them to to not be dependent on an ex, a mm-hmm. parent, or the government, and to make their own paycheck. And yeah. just it gives them so much confidence to have their mm-hmm. own paycheck. So we're really excited to put mm-hmm. this grant money to really good yeah, use. Yeah, for sure. So mm-hmm. you kind of help people, yeah, like people that maybe have never had jobs or like are trying to get out of that. Or underemployed too. Yeah, because a lot of them maybe were never went to college or right. had never like gotten that education. So are you kind of almost like a college? In some yeah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, but like like almost like that further education Absolutely. beyond. Absolutely. Do most people have their GEDs or is it? Mm, a little bit of both. Okay. It's a lot of everything. Yeah. Um, we've had moms who have come through tutoring with us to get the GED and they mm-hmm. get a GED sponsor who pays, you know, 150 to mm-hmm. 200 to get their test taken. Um we have, I mean, some of our moms are in college right now, mm-hmm. and we have people who specifically donate for them to go to college. Nice. You know, that yeah. one specific mm-hmm. mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there are women who, they were married to a really successful man. They were both white collar. They were doing really great. Her her uh, spousal support check ends in three months, so she knows mm. she needs to go back to work. And she was a, you know, she was a professor at one point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, let's just polish up your interview skills. You know how to be a professor. Mm-hmm. We just need to get you through the door. Yeah. Um, but all of our moms, regardless what, they, what they've come with for job experience, whether they're underemployed, unemployed, they come through our professionalism, they get a suit, they get mm-hmm. to keep that suit. Uh, they go into an interview. I, say, I tell them, no matter what, I don't care where you're interviewing, you are wearing a suit. Yeah. You know, and I make them practice their handshake and just feel really empowered and mm-hmm. confident going into the interview that they have skills. Yeah. They have stories to draw yeah. upon that show mm-hmm. their character. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these people obviously have to be very strong in order to even. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> you talk <know>. about motherhood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, at the U of M, there was one of their, I don't know if he was just a consortium partner or something. But he sat down with me and said, why in the world do you have a 91% job placement rate, but the U of M graduates don't have something like that? Yeah. And I said, you know what it is? It's grit. Mm. These women have mouths to feed. Yeah. They they want a job like like they need it. Mm. And a lot of these college grads will, and I'm not trying to generalize <laughs> yeah. or be rude, yeah. uh, but they, they to them it's like, well, I could always go yeah. home. There's no, like, actual, like, What's risk. the drive? Yeah, exactly. And these women are like, do you know what it looked like <laughs> when I brought home a paycheck and all my kids said, Mommy, you earned that money. Mm. You know, it's ridiculous. Of course they of course they have a high employment rate. Yeah. They want to work. Yeah. They want to please their employers. They yeah. want to please their children. So we have a really high placement rate. Yeah, that's amazing. And 100%. <laughs> if you look at our data, 100% stay employed. Wow. <laughs> That means not only are they coming off yeah. of government aid, yeah. but now they're actually paying more to Cub and Target, paying yeah. more in taxes. Crazy. It's benefiting yeah. all of us. I know. <laughs> I mean, and I think like, so you've been doing this since 2012, you said? Yes. Okay. Yep. So how, 
I know you start you just started a podcast, which is really cool. So how do you yeah. market like to get donors and everything? How do people find out about you? Yeah, I mean, I would say we're probably not as well known as we could be. You know, yeah. I have so many hats uh-huh. as executive directors yeah. that marketing hasn't ever yep. been the top one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a media manager, Laurel, yep. who she's helps awesome. drive. Up. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's amazing. a Twitter's collective member too. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So a photographer by trade and by art, but knows so much about video mm-hmm. and my SEO and my Pinterest yeah. and does all she that does. to help. Yeah. to help me and then we have the to emerge podcast and um just a lot of word of mouth too yep. from clinics and um different referring sites talking to each other about mm-hmm. oh my word do you know about this program yeah like they have an incredible program and so the more that i can talk to people yeah. and share the stories mm-hmm. is the best way to get out um yeah. but that kind of becomes like back burner to like running the program doing the accounting yeah <laughs> it's like it's like do you be in the business or you or do work on it? Bu- yeah. yeah. And I think that's an issue a lot of entrepreneurs have in general is like, what do I do? And I think it, I mean, right now you seem like you have like pretty consistent people paying for yeah. the, for funding and everything. So it's like, sometimes you don't worry about, but then oh, when no. it gets low on, then you have to start marketing. It's just exactly. like that, that flow of it. So, how, so you have this like brick system. That yeah. I've seen. How, explain brick that. Brick layers. So we, you know, we looked across a lot of really successful charities and most of them are getting residual mm-hmm. you know monthly yep. gifts and monthly gifts is where you really say like okay I have some security yep. in in each month of 2018 okay um so we launched brick layer literally like grabbing an image of a foundation being put down by these people who mm-hmm. just give $25 a month off their mm-hmm. credit card like they don't even know it's coming off yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, save save the two pizzas on Friday night and, and donate as a founding person mm-hmm. to Emerge Mothers Academy. And and then that gives us the security of knowing that in September, October, mm-hmm. November, we have our foundation mm-hmm. covered um, for 25 bucks yeah. a month. It's not that big of a deal. It's not much at <laughs> yeah. all. So and a lot of those people just feel really proud to have their name. Yeah. We have a wallpaper mm-hmm. of bricks and yep. their name is signed on those and they can make a tribute to, you know, my sister, the single mom or raised by a single mom mm-hmm. or you know i'm not a single mom don't know a single mom but this is because yeah. of my kids mm. so how do people do that like how do like what i guess my question is how do people help you how do we like the yeah. people listening if they're like oh my gosh i really want to work with you what are ways we can help yeah there are a variety of ways to get involved it's not just monetary of course we love our bricklayers and we love our big donors mm-hmm. you know who want to do five thousand yeah. a year or whatever. <laughs> yeah. but there's so many ways to impact moms just with your time Um, we have mentoring. So if you've been a parent, you're a little further along than another parent, I'll kind of look at both of your interests and match you guys up there. You can sort through baby clothes that get donated. You can wash car seats that get donated. Mm. Um, you don't have to interact with a single mom, Mm. but you can still benefit the charity Mm -hmm. through service. Um, you can run your own mini fundraiser. Mm. We do breakfast pop-up. So if you ordinarily see all your gal pals or you hang out with a bunch of buddies to golf, you just bring this baby bottle that we have and everyone just throws in a $10 bill. Mm. It's just a pop-up. Hmm. You do it for breakfast. You do it for golf. Um, we just did it with some chiropractor partners. And with all their chiropractic members and the staff matching, mm-hmm. you know, they just get got us over 200 bucks just oh. in a baby bottle. Yeah. Big bottle. Yeah. Um, a really easy way to just do a mini fundraiser mm-hmm. is you go to bed feeling <laughs> so good about yourself. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> So that's so you do that, and then you're using your podcast also to tell. Could you tell us a little bit about that and like the stories that you guys Absolutely. are telling on there? So the True Emerge podcast is all about women overcoming, and they don't necessarily need to be alumna of the Emerge mm-hmm. Mothers Academy. 
um, some of them aren't even single moms, but they're just mm-hmm. all kinds of women or enterprises that show us how to rise up mm. and how to do it with dignity and poise mm-hmm. and to do it in a way that it ripples out to the whole community and it makes us all better for it. Yeah. And the podcast is just a small platform where we say, you know, this is a part of Emerge Mothers Academy. Mm-hmm. It's it's storytelling. I think storytelling yeah. is an incredible platform for marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then so is our website, you know, EmergeTwinCities.org. So is our gala in October. Yeah. There's so many ways that people need mm-hmm. to be touched and in yeah. different ways, too. Mm-hmm. You know, they, some need postcards. Yeah. Some need a dinner at yeah. Manny's. <laughs> That's true. So for the, for the gala, how do people get involved with that? Is it like, is there a ticket to get in or how? Does yeah. And this year our tickets are free. Ooh, I know. Nice. So to us, we just figured we might as well make tickets free because people know they're coming to a gala. So they're obviously going to donate, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. people aren't going to come to a gala <laughs> and just be like, I'm just here to eat. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, no, you can't just yeah, come for the dessert. No. We're a charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's October 9th. We need all kinds of hands that decorate, mm-hmm. um, people that help park yeah. cars, uh, people that open the front doors. It's at the Hutton House in Medicine oh, yeah. Lake Plymouth. That's really close to here. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so it, it should be just a beautiful night, but it's, you know, far beyond it looking beautiful or feeling welcoming. Mm-hmm. It is a night to applaud the women who've come through Emerge and gone so far mm-hmm. with their life. Yeah. Last year, our mom who stood up and gave her story in front of 200 people, she got a standing ovation, wow. and that's why we were there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we weren't there to say, like, yep, let's raise 50000 It helps us get through next yeah. year. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. But we were there to look that mom in the eyeball and say, girlfriend, you are doing it. Yeah. So what are, like, the biggest success stories that you've seen of people come through? And it might be on the podcast, but, like, is there some story that you can think of of someone, like, overcoming? Oh, so many. <laughs> I don't know, it shows a lot. Is there's there, like, one so that you can think many. of? And you know what? The reality is sometimes they don't get much better. And and sometimes how we measure someone's improvement on their life, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, wow, I don't even want that standard. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just want to get off food stamps. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go back to college. Mm-hmm. You know, and so just not being this idealistic, starry-eyed person to yeah. just say, like, everyone sets their own success. Mm-hmm. They set their own norm. So that's okay, too. Yeah. Um, but, of course, I'm just so profoundly impacted by these women who, you know, after spending 15 years running or mm-hmm. fleeing from an abusive man, and, and they finally get themselves into college. Mm-hmm. And then they get A's and B's in college. And then they go home and they show their kids that. Mm-hmm. And their kids are all in school. Yeah. And they all do homework together. It's like... There isn't another person to tag out. Mm-hmm. You're literally doing all the work. Yeah. And here you are with poise mm-hmm. saying like, thank you, Emerge. You you convinced me that I could do it. And look, I got A's and B's. I guess I really can. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's like, I love those women. They rock. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Because I think that, uh, yeah, like that, that success story that you see in a lot of charities, like, that's you know it could be an outlier too you know you never know it's it's not everyone's going to become the next oprah and they don't i say you don't really need to be yeah i was like if you do the best you can to raise the next generation to not be uh in living Mm -hmm. in poverty Mm -hmm. to not be truant from school or end up incarcerated then by jove you've done more than Mm -hmm. the generation ahead of you yeah 
Like yeah. ripple effect, tiny change, mm -hmm. and then you've done something incredible. Yeah. So how are the kids involved as well? Because you work with a lot of the mothers, but how are the kids impacted, I guess? Or like, what is there kids programs at all or all of that? Yeah, stuff? so the kids can come. Um, during some of the programming, they have uh, babysitters that we mm -hmm. pay. Um, but also they do get social services and mental health therapy from oh. Emily, our social worker. Mm, nice. So some of them really do go through a diagnostic assessment and have something pretty major. Mm -hmm. I mean, trauma, trauma makes mental health harder for everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so Emily can work very closely with moms and kids, mm -hmm. which is great. Um, and then sometimes we have just moms and parenting groups where the kids are a part of it. Mm -hmm. So while the mom is working on sort of her adult education and, you know, looking at the chalkboard full of these kinds of things, we have kids over off to the side who are mm -hmm. decorating, you know, plates full of <laughs> sparkly sequins. Yeah. You know, we just kind of yeah. keep mm -hmm. us all in the same room. Uh, yeah. It just varies okay. from program to program. So for people that are listening that are like, well, I can't donate, but I can volunteer, are there, like, is it all on your website yes. or all of that? Yep. Head to yeah. EmergeTwinCities.org. Okay. Um, and then under Get Involved, there's Give, Volunteer, Events. Mm -hmm. There's three different yeah. ways to easily get involved. Um, and honestly, like, even if you can't even be a bricklayer, 25 bucks a month, what about getting your friends together and yeah. all of you give 10 all together? Mm-hmm. You know, or tell your friends about it. Ten ten dollars <laughs> yeah. is gonna um, help cover a mom through parenting class. Yeah, that's crazy. And then that mom's children are gonna impact your life in twenty years. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's for the better for all. <laughs> it of is. Us. And 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 is, is that what drives you to keep doing this, or what, what's your drive for this business? <sighs> um, initially, you know, I could look at my daughter and mm -hmm. know that was why. Mm -hmm. um, and it still is like a. She and I came through something, and you got to pay it forward. Mm -hmm. you got to push it forward. Yeah. Um, but now I can look at all these women. I mean, historically, we've served almost 300 women in the last seven years, and mm -hmm. I think every single one of them is my reason for showing up. Mm. Every single one. And I look at their kids, and, you know, seven years mm -hmm. ago, I don't remember all those kids' names, but yeah. I remember all the kids' names from last yeah. year's clients. Yeah. And I care about mm -hmm. every single one mm -hmm. of them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, thank Becca. Thank you. Uh, we love you guys, and I love supporting you guys. Likewise. So uh, if there's anything else we could do, let us know. Um, if you guys want to get involved, make sure to go to their website. Um, they're really awesome, and uh, they really give back to the community. So thanks for, so much for listening, guys. Any last words, Becca? No, thank you, Jenna, so much. Yeah, it's awesome. Privilege. Well, thanks, guys, for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Twin Cities Collective podcast with Jenna Redfield. Make sure to click subscribe if you haven't already, and make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again for Ian at Studio Americana for producing this episode, as well as Melanie Lee for designing the podcast art. And thanks to Nikolai Hadless for the use of the song in the intro and outro. Thanks so much again, and I'll see you next time. A special thanks to the Twin Cities Collective podcast for this interview.